Hey everyone, this is Norm Ferrar, aka The Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about playing chess with the IRS and how you could be losing five to ten times in your business. We're also going to be talking about the disconnect between sellers and the people that help them with their taxes and accounting. What are some of the troubled areas and blind spots owners should know about? And what is tax planning and why uh, and how can you pay less in taxes? Welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Lunch with Norm. Lunch with Norm. Okay, you ever wondered if you're missing out on profit? Well, this is one way. So stay tuned for today's podcast. We're going to be talking about playing chess with the IRS and how you could be losing five to 10 times in your business, five to 10 times. Uh, our guest has spent the last three and a half years immersed in e-commerce, working with companies to help enable businesses to automate their ads, manage their inventory, and perform perform AI-based repricing on the fly as markets shift. This is a full-scale digital marketing agency. And now our guest is working with e-com business owners on the financial side of business as a specialized CPA firm built by e-commerce community, the e-commerce community. First-time guest, Jason Monkton. So we'll be talking to Jason in a second, but first let's have a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Clear Ads. Looking to maximize your Amazon ads ROI? Well, whether you need full service or just one or two services, Clear Ads Amazon advertising experts drive outstanding results across the Amazon marketplace. With over nine years of experience, their Amazon PPC managers have helped thousands of companies to drive down their cost of sales and scale up their revenue, profits, and orders. And with their unrivaled Amazon DSP expertise, ClearAd's DSP services are tailored to your brand. You really can't go wrong. Get in touch today with ClearAd's dedicated team by visiting the link in the description or visiting clearads.co.uk. And remember, more sales, better ROI, incredible growth. Check out ClearAds today. All right, where is the boy blunder? Hello, hello, everyone. Happy Friday. How are you Happy doing? I, I'm doing fine. Thank you for asking. Fantastic. Well, you know, who else is having a fabulous Friday? Cool hand 99. <laughs> See you as well as Connor. Happy Friday, everyone. Uh, let us know what you're doing on the weekend. Drop it in the comments. Also, where you're watching from. It's always great to see uh, where the uh, audience is from uh, this episode. And uh, if you're new to the podcast, we do this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So if you have questions for our e commerce and Amazon experts, uh, this is a great time to do it. And uh, yeah, smash those like buttons. Give us a thumbs up. We're going to be talking about uh, mostly accounting uh, tips today. So if you have any questions, comments about that, uh, put them in the comment section. We will be getting to them. And uh, yeah, 
feel free to interact. If there's any questions, comments you have for either Norm or Jason, let us know. And then also don't forget to join our Facebook group, Lunch with Norm, Amazon FBA and e-commerce collective. Uh, I should mention that we're gonna be posting um, a little Q&A post. Uh, Norm is going to be doing a Q&A for Friday's episode. Uh, it's going to be a solo episode. So if you have questions for Norm, get into that group. Make sure you ask uh, Norm the questions. So you can have your questions added before the episode and make sure we get to them. Uh, so that's going to be happening in the Facebook group. So check that out. And uh, let's see, uh, Marsha, good to see you. Best Friday. You, you, you have to let us know, Marsha. Now you've got us all. Yeah. Please let us know when the big news comes out. Okay, yes, Marsha says, big news is coming soon. Stay tuned. And it uh, looks like Cool Hand 99 is the, from the great Pacific Northwest in the house. Very nice. Uh, I think that's it. So uh, we can get started. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're watching from there and ring the bell. And uh, I think that's it. Perfect. All right. Like Kelsey was mentioning, uh, if you do have comments or questions, throw them over into the comment section. These are all going to be uh, either accounting, tax savings. We're going to get into a lot of different things. It's not going to be just dry either. So we're going to be talking about these tips and I'm sure everybody's going to get something out of it. Uh, it don't be afraid, by the way, uh, to throw those questions in or to comment um, about any of the things we're talking about today. I know uh, some of the things might be a little bit more complicated, but we're here to clear them up and to show you ways that you can save money. Okay, so uh, that's it. Kelsey, get the heck out of here. All right, so sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy this episode. Welcome, welcome, Jason. Yeah, awesome to be here. Thank you, Norm. Whereabouts are you? Just south of Tampa in Sarasota, Florida. Ah, Sarasota, the beautiful beaches with cool sands. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Little hidden gem. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, today, how do we talk about accounting without being dry? Yeah, no, it's that's a good question because um, when you think about taxes and accounting, it's really one of the most boring subjects. It's like a necessity, <laughs> but... But what we've built at the firm is is different. Um, it, like if you partner with people, the results are are a little bit different. And so, typically, when you're working with someone in the tax space, it's just transactional. Here's what I need to stay compliant, and um, and there's a lot that doesn't happen in in that kind of relationship. You never get to know the people. And business is complex for e-commerce owners. It's way more complex. And so we bring a different energy. We've actually broken the whole kind of traditional CPA model, turned it inside out and built something entirely different, something no one's seen before, something that's solving massive problems for e-commerce business owners that, like you mentioned in the beginning, leads to more profit at the end of the year, which is the goal of every seller. Okay, very good. Uh, I, I'm just curious. Uh, so you're, you're doing accounting. Are you also acting as a uh, tax consultant? We are. I mean, we don't even, when people getting ready to go to an event, if someone asks, what do you guys do? We're an e-commerce enablement business that also does taxes and accounting. And we're a single relationship for e-commerce business owners that don't want to repeat themselves to multiple firms. So it's just, if for us, it's about 
about creating a space for business owners to not have to worry about things that they might be worrying about, but also to get something that they haven't gotten in the past. So traditionally, like I said, CPAs request certain information and then they give you something in return. It's very transactional versus partnering with someone that only focuses on the e-commerce space. We've got clients that are at the next stage from where probably, you know, if someone partnered with us today, we've got a client that's at the next stage and we can help coach them. That's why we say it's an enablement business too. So we're not just doing taxes and accounting balancing profit and loss, you know, those, those particular components of a business. We're also, we're also making recommendations, making introductions to other people in the e-commerce community to be able to help our clients grow. And that's really what it's about. We want to enable scale. We don't, people don't like when you, when you partner with someone like, like Ecom CPA, you typically think of them just kind of keeping up with you. But our goal is to actually enable scale versus just, right. you know, providing that. Basic so uh, before we go any further, I, I want to make sure that listeners know that um, I have nothing to do uh, with your company. Uh, we're talking about Ecom and your, uh, your accounting service today, uh, because I think it's important that people know the difference between regular accounting, Ecom. And if we talk about your company, it's not because I have an affiliate or anything like that. So if we're talking with Jason about this, it's because it's for the betterment of the community and not for the betterment of my pocket. Okay. Just want to get that out there. So one of the, one of the reasons I just said that is I get probably once a week, once every other week, people that are asking me about accounting. And, you know, is there an accountant or they're talking about who they're going to and it's not an e-commerce specialized accountant or they're going, they're too small and they're still going and just giving it to you know, H&R Block. You know, these are, this is going to be a show like to explain why and that's going to be my lead question. So what is the difference between going to a firm like yours and going to a generic accountant, a generic CPA? Yeah, that's a, a great question. The difference is, is the knowledge of the industry as a whole, the ability to take the information that people provide to us to give them something that allows them to actually grow. I mean, when you go to a traditional CPA and you say, um, I've got I've got returns that come in, I've got a 3PL, I've got I've got forecasting to do. Um, my supply chain is hurting. Like all of those things are are something that a, a traditional CPA has no understanding of. And so they can't provide any guidance and they really don't know how that fits into the business as a whole. Really, it comes from specialization. And then I would say more than anything, we've allowed the e-commerce community to build our company for us. We got, we we started, um, Jeremy, my CEO, built this business. He was a senior tax auditor at Deloitte, IBM, Nike, some of the big firms. And he had successfully built some e-commerce businesses, put himself through college. He got bored with that traditional business model and started doing some work on Upwork. And people were like, you need to go build this. Like we need someone to do X. And so from the beginning of the business, we've listened to what the business owners tell us they need. And then we go build it. And then we layer in the compliance, you know, fly our clients off the radar of the IRS. And we continue just to have that feedback loop. We just built a new model this year to simplify um, life's even more for business owners. And so really for us, it's it's about building what we what we know people need, but also what they tell us they need. I uh, I really love hearing 
I, I am not a tax expert. I'm not an accountant. I've taken accounting classes because I think I have to know and read my financial statements, but I am nowhere near um, a CPA. But one of the things that I, I hear, uh, and I'm dangerous with this, but uh, is that people think they know compliance. And they think that the they you know that they're doing everything right. What are some of the issues like compliance wise that you see people just missing out on, and that could cost them? Yeah, most of the time it's in the accounting and bookkeeping space. You um you've got somebody that's doing the accounting and bookkeeping at a low cost. Maybe you're paying two hundred or four hundred dollars a month. But we often take over books from even some of the bigger firms, even firms that that work specifically in this space. And we we often find that there's a disconnect between COGS, COGS aren't right, things aren't being attributed to net profit correctly. And so it's it's the books and balancing the books. And what happens is a lot of Amazon sellers, I would say probably 60 to 70% of our clients are building a business to exit. What's the multiple in the exit? So let's say you go and you sell the business and the, the multiple is three, um, and there's a mistake that got, that got made. We'll just multiply that mistake times three. And so it's it's attributing things the right way in the business and understanding the inventory turns and how to attribute things to net profits and get your cogs right. Um, so that those are some of the mistakes and disconnects that happen. But really, the thing I would say the the most common words that I've heard since being at the company for a little bit over a year now are I don't know my numbers. I mean, from from bigger sellers, 12, $30 million sellers, they come and don't know their numbers. And if you don't know your numbers, I asked a $12 million seller last year, how much money are you going to make? And they said, we don't really know. Well, that's a problem. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. That Yeah, that it is. By the way, I've said this on the podcast before. I worked with a company, $10 million company. And when they first brought me over and I was taking a look at their account and they were one of the... Uh, first sellers for coming out of uh, ASM one. So it was pretty easy to grow their business. I looked at their, um, their numbers and $10 million losing a hundred thousand dollars a month. And, and their PPC campaigns were some of the bigger PPC campaigns were over 700, 700 in ACOS, your, their average ACOS. I couldn't believe it. So they weren't looking at their PPC, they jobbed it out to a company that was doing a horrible job. They didn't have any uh, any reporting or any reports to quantify, and they really didn't know that they they just okay. I trust this company. I trust this company. I trust this company. It was in shambles. Yeah, and I I think the hard part when it comes to taxes and accounting is there's there's not a lot that's pleasant about it. You wouldn't, like if you were gonna book a vacation right now, you wouldn't feel the same way about scheduling some time with your CPA. But here's the other problem. Tra traditionally, people that go into tax work and people that do accounting and bookkeeping, they're not maybe outgoing people either. And so you've got two opposite ends of a magnet pushing together and what you, you have is you have this huge gap and then tax season comes you have a meeting with your accountant, you give them a few documents and then they give you your tax return. But a lot of the time, because there wasn't a relationship um, throughout the year, what ends up happening is there's there's a lot that gets missed. And so what we've tried to do is eliminate the gap, make it more enjoyable for people to work with us. But when the big thing is really 
you're you're wasting a lot of money. You're paying way more in taxes most of the time than you should. On average, when I do a tax planning session with somebody, you know, we find savings from anywhere from thirty thousand to three hundred thousand dollars in taxes more than that people are paying. And then, especially on the exit side too, like if if your firm doesn't really know you and you exit, you have a capital gains event, you're going to pay all of the taxes on the money that the business made that year. And then you've got the capital gains event that you're paying taxes on. Like there's a lot that's happening there. If somebody knows you well enough, they can help you pay either zero capital gains on that exit event or minimize that tax bill, which is really what your, your firm should be doing that you're working with. And I'll just give an example. Uh, this wasn't so much e-com based. I, I had an incubator in Tampa. So back in the day, and uh, a, a large like Fortune 5 uh, offered me a, on exit a cash plus a stock swap. Okay. Well, I learned my lesson. I thought I was going to retire. I was doing the happy dance. Like, I, and this is like we're going through due diligence. It's taking months and months and months. <clears throat> Finally, it's coming to the day that I thought we were going to have a good payout. Well, then I found out from the Canadian government is that a stock swap is not the same up here. A stock swap in the States is just washing your hands, right? One trading with another. Do you realize in Canada that, and I, I don't know if it's the same now, but I definitely did change my business model after this. <laughs> but the way that I had to set up, I would have had to pay 50% tax on the stock that was coming to me. I would have been owing the Canadian government more than what I was getting in cash from this company. So the deal fell through. I could not switch it. It was just, it was a, like, these are the reasons why I think it's so important to come up to a company like yours that knows, you know, how to work with an e-com provider. Because even if I'm like, I have a different, I'm from Canada. I set things up wrong. I didn't spend the few thousand it would have, took me to or uh, to have a proper uh, tax consultant on both sides because what Canada says and what US says are two different things. But um, I mean, it did drive me to do that. And so I, I just want to point that out to people. I mean, it's a different circumstance, but if you are paying too much in taxes or if you're not setting up properly, you might not know it. And this is something that Jason, you know, could point out. Uh, one of the other things I wanted to know, Jason, and I don't know if Kelsey warned you before the podcast, I ramble. So oh, sorry. <laughs> and I cough in people's ears by accident. But uh, anyway, the um, the other thing I wanted to ask, and I, I, a lot of listeners here, we have a third, a third, a third, like a third beginner, intermediate, advanced. Uh, when is it the right time to come over to a company like yours? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, the overlap of our current clients is from zero to $300,000 of gross revenue. If somebody engages at that point, we're probably doing an individual and a business tax filing, maybe a sales tax consultation if they've got a direct to consumer channel like Shopify. So very basic relationship from about $300,000 and above, you're probably looking at utilizing a firm if they offer both of those things, taxes and accounting. So someone to help at that point, $300,000 of revenue with your individual, your business filing, and then some basic bookkeeping. And then from that point, there's kind of this 300 to $2 million, 300,000 to $2 million range where you're, it's a more intimate relationship. And then finally, you've got firms that are 
offering what we call a premium service where they're taking care of everything, your sales tax and, and whatnot. And those are all $5 million and above companies. Really, there's a very awkward space for e-commerce business owners. I just sent an email to somebody the other day and I said, Christine, you're going to have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable as you grow this business. You're going to have to learn to do things that you really don't want to do because it doesn't make any sense right now for you to hire a specialist. You can't afford it. The business can't afford it. And that's um, it's hard. We get a lot of people that reach out and it's just not the right time. And we'll tell them because we don't want to partner with people when it's not the right time. Um, so at, in the beginning, you almost have to get some knowledge of, about accounting and bookkeeping. And it's good to have anyways. We see some folks that come to us. They're doing decent sales, maybe a $7 million company, and they don't have any knowledge about the accounting and bookkeeping. Um, it's really important, especially as we see the economy tighten up. If you don't do cash flow forecasting, you don't know how long your runway is. Like the plane could crash faster than you think. You just said the magic word cash flow. And so, so many people make the mistake of not understanding or not providing enough cash flow to be profitable or to continue to succeed. And it's so important. Uh, I don't know. And I'm just throwing it out there to the listeners. When you're looking at your reports, are you looking at all three reports? Are you looking at your balance sheet, your profit and loss, and cash flow? Uh, a lot of people are only looking at their profit and loss, and you're getting the wrong information. You could have a really horrible month coming up or in the future, and you can see it. You can run specials or you can get what it needs to cross the chasm. But if you don't have that, you'll never know. And then all of a sudden you're in a negative cash flow and you're stuck. So that is so important to understand cash flow and understand how you can gain cash flow either by, I hate saying it, Jason, you're going to hate me for saying this, credit cards. Okay. I mean, that's worst case scenario. Um, you know, going out to your bank, going out and getting investors, going out and, you know, finding people to put some cash in a rotating line of credit, um, working like companies like sellers funding. Uh, anyway, it's a whole other rabbit hole. We could talk about that another day. That's a hour long podcast in itself. But uh, the other thing is there's a lot of people that use uh I don't want to, I want to make sure I say this nicely, um, just outsourced um, foreign uh, bookkeeping and they pay nothing for it. You know, they'll pay 50 bucks, 200 bucks, but they pay nothing for it. When they, at, at that point, uh, and I'm talking about a smaller company working with a company like yours for bookkeeping, like just in a rough range, what would you be charging? I'm thinking that, Overseas, it's fifty to two hundred dollars. Yeah, what would they end up uh, like? What are what would our listeners end up kind of? What's the ballpark? Yeah, the starting point for engaging us for accounting and bookkeeping is nine ninety five a month. It's all on our website too. We we volunteer all that information. We base our cost on the service level. Yeah. Like I said, there's a basic and a plus and a premium, and then we look at the revenue and then the amount of businesses that we take care of. We've got one client with twenty LLCs. If you've got multiple bank accounts, there's more complexity, so it costs more. But it starts at nine ninety five a month. And there's some other options out there too, and it's it's kind of hard because 
a, a lot of the firms will sell to you, right? They'll, they'll tell you what you want to hear. And then they get into doing the work. We had a, a client last year that hired a firm that was supposed to specialize in e-commerce. And um, they told them that they could do a book cleanup in 10 days. And that was eight and a half months ago. And they're still, there's the books still aren't clean. So yeah, it's, it's just a matter of what you really need. We don't, we, we wouldn't want anybody to hire us if it wasn't the right time. Right. And, and like you said, in terms of what is really the right time, I think it's just a conversation with the firm and then following a gut feeling. If you as an owner, I mean, one of the principles that we tell people to practice is utilize the resource that you have the most of, spend that and the thing that you have the least of, preserve and protect that. And so if it's time, money and relationships, think about those resources. If you've got more time, hire the experts, not just from an accounting perspective, but strength, go strengthen your tech stack, grab an ad agency to help you grow. And so we provide guidance within the parameters that we just talked about in our accounting and bookkeeping meetings. We have a monthly meeting with our with our clients every month, even if you're at the basic level of accounting, and we're providing some insight into things that they should be measuring. We help them set KPIs if they haven't set KPIs, things that they, they should be looking at that equals 100% of expenses across the month. And then, like I said, if, if, you've, if you're working with people that are at the next level, then you can help coach the people that are you know just getting started and so forth. But it isn't always the right time to go out and hire a specialist. I would say 70% of the inquiries that we get, it's not the right time for people. Right. Yeah. And like you said, the consult, like to have a consultation. And if a company is not going to provide that, if you've got to pay for it, I don't know. I, I think, and I don't know what you do, by the way. I don't know if it's free or not, but I would think that the consult would probably be free. It Let's is. Talk about yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. I got another, this is kind of going down. I love this question. I don't know if you will, but what are some of the trouble areas or the blind spots uh, owners have to look at that could cost them a ton? Yeah, it, it's usually in the accounting and bookkeeping cogs. And so then you're introducing something else. Like at, at every stage of growth in e-commerce, there's more complexity. As you grow, there has to be automation. So now you've got technology in place. It's your ability to measure things like at the ASIN or SKU level. And so, for example, if we were doing monthly accounting and bookkeeping and you had a million dollar business, but you weren't tracking your inventory, like you weren't even doing it on an Excel sheet, well, you can't integrate that into the accounting and bookkeeping so that you can look at inventory turns and actually do cash flow forecasting. But then the other question becomes, how much does it cost to implement something to actually track those? And if you've got 5,000 ASINs, it's going to be really challenging. And so there's a balance there. But most of the time, the area that we see people missing and making mistakes is just not measuring things close enough, not looking close enough at the business, and then not meeting with and having regular meetings with an accountant or bookkeeper to be able to walk through. And, and really, if you visit with any firm, it doesn't matter if it's us or somebody else and you're thinking about hiring them, you should ask them questions about how they're going to help you get to the next level. Like, what are you going to do to enable me? How have you helped your clients get to the next level? Ask them hard questions, make them show you some proof, give you some examples and tell you some stories about people that they've helped, you know, grow. And some of the things that maybe uh, we like to get access to people's accounting and bookkeeping before they even hire us. We want to lift up the hood and see how much of a mess things are. There may need to be a book cleanup, which costs money, but often we can, you know, it, it's interesting, even when we take over a lot of times from larger firms that don't specialize in e-commerce, we spend two to three months just doing cleanup. I mean, these are firms that are charging $500, $750 an hour to do work. 
And so, um, yeah, the blind spots are often in, in the way that you're tracking what's happening in the business all the way down to, you know, your COGS, your purchase price, the supply chain. Are you actually calculating your shipping costs correctly? Um, are you taking into account your returns or is that something that kind of sits abstract over on the side and every once in a while you try to bring that into the equation? Like your business is a living, breathing thing. Try to track it as much as possible at each stage. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. Uh, do you have a Do you happen to have uh, that list of questions on your website anywhere? The list of questions for qualify? No, but I'm happy to provide it um, to put together a list of questions. Just that would for, be awesome. Just for your listeners, like if they're evaluating, and that's one of the things that I, I think that when you're evaluating any kind of technology you should always have is a list with the exact same questions that you ask to everybody so that you can do a comparison because in working with evaluating um, a company, you may have one company that's better at selling, but they don't really actually get the results that they're telling you. But if you ask them all the same questions and you, you think about it before you have that conversation, you can go back and make a better decision. You'll have a gut feeling, but then you've got comparable results for all of those things. So I'm happy to put together some just a bullet pointed list for people when they're evaluating. And we're working on what we call a master resource. We're all about helping people that are just getting started. I take meetings, you know, often that a lot of firms wouldn't take. I can tell, you know, I go look at their Amazon site that they're just getting started in their early businesses, but we want to enable everyone in any way that we can. Like we're willing to give a ton of free value because we're like the biggest fan for e-commerce sellers. Like we love the e-commerce community. We love the people in it. And so we're working on a master resource that tells like what your tech stack should look like at each stage of growth what your taxes and the complexity of the taxes will be at, be at each stage of growth. And we've partnered with a bunch of different firms. It'll take us about a year to get this together. But yeah, we're happy to to put together and we're working on a resource that people will be able to just refer to, um, you know, have to change it over the change it over the years as as e-commerce adapts. But it's something that that um, we're excited about. One of the most exciting projects that I'm working on right now. Well, our community would love that. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Thank you, Jason. Sure. So, uh, hey, before we get to the next part of the uh, the podcast, I uh, just wanted to ask the listeners, you know, are you satisfied? Like, what what is the good, the bad, the ugly with your accounting right now? Uh, what are you suffering? What are some successes? Let us know in the comments. Uh, I do want to talk about uh, a couple of things. Uh, last Last podcast, we let the cat out of the bag about something that we're doing, an idea that we had, and we got a ton of email about it, a ton. So uh, Kelsey, was, we, I had a meeting with Kelsey the other day, track or trash my product looks like it's going to be a go. We got so much response that people, I, I did not, I had no idea if people were going to be willing to share products willing to allow us to trash their products or it could be all good it's good bad or ugly right but at the end of the day we're going to make your listing that much better and you're really getting a full-blown consult uh on your amazon listing it could be walmart as well but if you are interested let us know just send an email over to k at lunch with norm we've got a bunch already in line we'll be contacting everybody but we're going one step further, and this is going to be cool. Uh, we already have some of the people's products here. 
We have not opened them because we were doing th this is for another project I'm working on, but you know who you are uh, and you're all listening right now, but we have your product here. This is the idea we came up with. So beyond, beyond going and just showing your product and doing a consult, how would you guys like if we actually do the unboxing experience live show you what and this just happened by the way i said well this sucks and kelsey goes why why do you think that sucked i liked it anyway we'll do an unboxing experience for those who are on youtube you'll see it we're going to go through the branding we're going to you know feel it touch it sniff it whatever and give you what we think and then go live onto your product listing so i don't know what that's worth for you but you could actually take that clip and use it for whatever you want. I mean, if it's a bad product, I don't know if I'd do that. Even if you get bad reviews on it, okay? If I say something, I'm not going to be harsh about it. I'm going to say, have you considered? Then what you can do is you can take that information and you can change the product. We're not charging you for this. We're doing this to help our, our uh, listeners. So just let us know. Send it to Kay at, uh, Kay at lunchwithnorm.com. And we're going to try to get this all set up and started within the next month. So October, we'll probably be doing this. Okay. So uh, now the other thing, we have got a great... So if you've been listening to Jason, he knows this stuff. And not only does he know this, he knows Amazon, like just Amazon in general. So he's giving going to give a giveaway today. And uh, Jason, why don't you tell a little bit about the giveaway? Yeah, we'll, we'll offer a consultation for a seller that wants to have us evaluate the business and look at the accounting and bookkeeping, evaluate what your previous CPA has done as far as their taxes. We'll, we'll tell you whether or not you've been paying more than you should in taxes and, and provide a consultation. You get to spend some time with us and uh, we'll will be critical kindly like you you're doing with the products you're looking <laughs> at and so we're going to do we're going to offer the same thing and looking at your business from a financial perspective. Oh that's that's awesome. So think of it this way guys you're getting a I'll call it an audit you might not call it that but you're going to yeah. have a consult where you're going to have your books or your company ripped into and um, this is going to be from Jason's firm. So hashtag wheel of Kelsey tag two people and you'll get a second entry. So hashtag Wheel of Kelsey, you'll get a second entry. And if Kelsey is on the go today, like if he's getting, I don't know what to expect, but Kelsey, can you hit the sponsor button, please? A big thank you to our sponsor, Post Purchase Pro, the only complete A to Z done for you real email and text marketing service built specifically for Amazon sellers. My friends Sean Hart and Seth Stevens co-founded Post Purchase Pro after launching over a thousand successful private labeled products, growing 53 brands, and get this, exiting 17 businesses. Post Purchase Pro creates all of your digital assets 100% for you from marketing inserts, complete sales funnels, email follow-up sequences, and weekly email promotions. They manage and optimize everything for you to drive more sales, get higher ranking, and receive more reviews on Amazon. 
So check out Post Purchase Pro now to see if you too will see enormous growth like their nearly 500 clients worldwide. That's Post Purchase Pro at postpurchasepro.com slash lunch. Okay, Jason, this is, I'm going to ask you a question that could probably be answered. How long is a piece of string? So uh, just be prepared. But people ask about tax planning and, you know, people, I understand tax planning. What is tax planning and how can I pay less in taxes? It's one of the greatest misperceptions I think that business owners have. It's it's not some magical thing. The tax code is very complex, almost 7,000 pages. Depending on your entity that you've set up, if you're a sole proprietor or an LLC, like you're super limited. When we say we play chess with the IRS on behalf of e-commerce sellers so they don't pay more in taxes than they should. If you're an LLC, you really start off with only a few pieces. Basically, the only thing you can do is take standard deductions. But as you move into different entity types at different stages of growth within your company, if you're partnered with the right tax firm, they're going to make recommendations on what kind of entity you should have set up when you open up new tax code to be able to utilize. So tax planning to us is looking at an individual first and all of the different investments that they have and different interests that they have. Many of our clients invest in crypto, real estate, NFTs. They've got e-commerce businesses. Maybe they spun up a tech firm because they understand Amazon advertising from the success that they've had in e-commerce. It's taking all of those components, looking at the individual, balancing all of their, their interest to be able to create wealth for themselves in the long term. And then second, we think about tax planning being generational wealth, like people they care about, helping them also realize long-term um, financial stability. And then finally is the business, the balance of the business and you know all of the moving pieces within it within that. And so we're not a financial planning firm, but we do provide some financial guidance and advice. And so it's taking all of what's happening in a person's life, taking the tax code, it's kind of like Tetris. If you think about Tetris, if, if any of you have played that game, like you line things up right and then you the line breaks apart, like it's just lining up the tax code with where people are to be able to help them realize the maximum amount of savings that they can in paying taxes. But the, there is a great misunderstanding, like we, we get a lot of people, they're like, I want to pay less in taxes. Well, if you're not making that much, if there's not a lot of profit left over at the end of the year, there's not it's not really tax planning in terms of savings that you can do. Um, I mean, when we think about tax planning, what we look for, if I was going to make a recommendation for somebody to do tax planning, I would say there should be at least a 3x multiple. If I say it's going to cost $4,000, you should be saving, not reducing the amount of money that's being taxed. We should actually be adding $12,000 back to the bottom line of the business. But for a lot of people you know, that we meet with, it may be just a few thousand dollars you still may need tax planning, which would be proper guidance about how your business should be set up. Uh, one of the staggering numbers, I wonder if, you're, if your readers will even believe this, 23 million businesses in the US aren't properly structured. I bet, that's, I, I, I can see that. And so it's it, it really, it comes back to that thing. Like you feel like when you talk with a tax preparer, somebody that you're going to the dentist, and, and really, a lot of times we get people at the end of the year, like it's always the busiest time right now. We get so many people that reach out and they're like, can you help me? That's like putting LeBron James in, in the third or fourth quarter in the NBA finals. Like, why do you want to put the dude who's like really good at what he does, like in the game at the end of the quarter? And that's what I was talking about. Close the gap. Like, ask your ask your CPA, your tax preparer to meet with you throughout the year to get to set checkpoints 
tell them what you're aiming at, what goals you're trying to get and let them, I mean, they have these data points to be able to help. Uh, no, there's nothing wrong with Dennis. That's a hundred percent right. Um, <laughs> but, but there is a little bit of pain sometimes when you go. And I think people associate taxes with pain, but it's, it's not true. Like the um, taxes that are paid, you know, maybe there's some questions about how the government spends the money, but it is relevant. We've got some nice roads here. We've got some nice, you know, things in the United States, but, but just removing the stigma that it, that it's a negative thing. Like if you've got somebody that's on your, your team, here's how, here's how I, I explain it. Like you're in Mexico city, Norm, you're at a club and you're walking back from the club to the hotel with Mike Tyson. And, um, you're on your phone a little bit. Mike's walking a little bit ahead of you. And all of a sudden he turns around a corner and he's not there anymore. And you're like, oh crap, like I'm in Mexico city. You're in a bad part of town. And all of a sudden three guys walk up. You're about to get a black eye. They're going to take your wallet. But if you stay close enough to the people that can actually defend you, like then it's all good, right? Like stay close enough to the people that have the expertise to be able to help you operate your business the way that you want. And a lot of times sellers think that profit is on the product. But if you don't know your numbers, like it doesn't matter how much money you make, you could be losing money and think you're making money at the same time. So, um, yeah, tax planning is is creating balance for business owners and and it should relieve a lot of stress too. like you should feel a high level of confidence that things are being taken care of in the right way. And maybe the, the most important outcome of it all is that the IRS is leaving you alone, like you do not want to get on their radar, you don't want an audit. And so if, if you've got the right firm that's consulting and, um, you know, some people want to push the limit in tax planning, you're like, can you do this? Can you do this? And like, let's just take it as far as we can. And that's not a good idea either. Like there's a defensible position that you can put yourself in when it comes to tax planning and definitely find a firm that, that does that. Right. And, uh, oh, one question about the Mike Tyson thing. Am I walking his tiger or is he <laughs> just, just, just wondering, <laughs> but, uh, okay. So there's, there's a lot going on in the aggregator broker space. And I hope this is an appropriate question, but how would your firm work with companies when they want to exit? Like, and is there a different strategy I should say between if you want to exit to an aggregator or work with a broker? Yeah, there's, well, I don't know if there's a, a different strategy there, but we have both and they approach us on a very frequent basis to ask us if we can spin up some kind of like task force to go do quick book cleanups. But right now, what we're, we're getting from the aggregator space, and at my last company, we were actually partners to Thrasio. One of my best friends sits on the board at Thrasio. And um, the most common thing they see is that the books are just destroyed. And yeah. so they're looking for somebody to come in and clean those up really quick. So they really understand what's happening in the business. Well, here's the thing. If, if, if I asked an aggregator right now, hey, um, I'm going to be with Corian from Unibrands in a couple of days. Hey, Corian, when you guys are evaluating a business, are you looking for a way to give the seller more money um, for their business? And the answer is no. They're looking to buy your business at a reasonable price so that they can grow it and make money off of it. So you don't really have an advocate um, in the aggregator space or even the broker space. You've got to be an advocate for yourself. And so if you want, if you want, a, a good multiple on your business, don't create friction in the evaluation process, be ready. So how do we help people get ready? Um, they set a goal. I mean, there's some companies that do what you call exit planning, but they set a goal and tell us we want to exit in three years. If we're doing the accounting and bookkeeping, 
We're going to help them balance that. If we're doing tax planning for them too, we're going to make sure that we're showing enough profit in the business so that the EBITDA is high enough that the multiple gets increased. It really is pretty easy to do just moving these pieces. It's, it's like chess. Um, but the biggest thing that we get is that it's hard for the aggregators to actually look at the business and they lose interest and then they just drop it. Another big neglect area for people that are thinking about selling their business, and it doesn't so much pertain to Amazon, just sellers, but if you're in the direct-to-consumer space and you're not taking care of sales tax, we had a, a couple of young guys last year and they were, I think it was a $3 million sale they were going to do. And the firm started looking at the business and like, wait, you haven't done anything with sales tax. And they're like, oh yeah, we just, we didn't do anything with that. So the buyer said, well, we'll put, we want to purchase your business. We'll give you the 3 million, but we're putting it, the money in escrow until you guys get the sales tax taken care of. Well, we did an evaluation. Their sales tax liability was like $750,000. Mm. And so if you neglect any of those components, when somebody comes in and puts a magnifying glass on your business and entrepreneurs are super creative, they drive fast, they get conversions in the digital space, they know how to sell, but then they neglect this one thing, which is the most important thing because everyone exits their business eventually. You either give it to somebody else because you get too old or you decide to sell it, like have it in a good condition so that when that happens, um, the person taking over or when you sell it yourself, you actually get to sell it for a decent amount. The more friction you create for the aggregator, um, the less likely they're going to just give you the, the multiple that you're looking for. And so you actually put yourself in a more powerful position when things are what they should be. And a lot of people forget, uh, you know, you're selling on Amazon, but you're also selling on Shopify. On Amazon, they're taking care of your sales tax. Right. On Shopify, they're not. And you owe that tax. And if if, if you're selling, I mean, if, if you've got to report it. If you're storing, P, like if you're from globally around the world, if you're storing any inventory in the U.S., you're responsible for that. It, and it depends where you store it. Like, uh, you, you know, we have a, a, our own location. But again, I'm Canadian. You're responsible for it. It's not tax-free. So uh, just keep that in mind. And this is, you know, these are questions that you can ask and you'll get answers for. But um, anyways, last question, and that comes just back to you. If there's anything that we haven't covered, and we've covered, we haven't covered a ton, but if there's one thing, one question you could answer right now that you think is important, what would that be? Yeah, I... I I think the thing that I would I would say to the listeners is when when it becomes evident that you that you need a partner, make sure and, and I'll provide, like I said, some some criteria for your your listeners to be able to look at. Make sure that you partner with the right person. Um, the service industry is it's gotten kind of flipped around at the beginning of Amazon. There wouldn't have been a lot of people that you could go hire to help you with the ads. Now there's a ton of people that are in that space. And so there's lots of options. The same would be true with an accountant or bookkeeper, but make sure that you find the right partner that's going to enable you to grow, um, you know, simplify. That would be the, if I could tell anybody, try to simplify this aspect of your business as much as possible. Find a firm that's good at multiple things so that you don't have to have multiple relationships. I, and I don't want to sell, sell this, so to speak, but something that we we built that I think most firms should follow suit in is um, like even within our company at the beginning of the year, people were saying, why doesn't your accounting team know 
what the tax team is doing. Well, they don't meet on a regular basis. And so we, we needed to figure out a way to simplify lives for business owners. And what we did was we came up with, we call it a CPA advisor model, where you've got a person that's a certified CPA that sits at the top that knows tax, accounting, and sales tax. And they've got deep experience in those areas and they're a liaison to the teams below them. Um, don't repeat yourself. That's basically what it comes down to. Don't create relationships where you have to repeat yourself and tell somebody the same story. Find somebody that can do great work um, and and more importantly, that's that's saving you money when it comes to your taxes. You know, I, I last year at the end of the year, we did a bunch of tax planning sessions and I think there was $3 million worth of tax savings that people could have realized that they just threw away. I don't know, maybe they're too busy. Um, there, and in tax planning too, there's things that you have to do to realize the tax savings. You, there's ways to operate the business. Um, I'm happy to give the listeners, if anybody wants to reach out on, to me on LinkedIn or wherever, I'll give you guys three of the top tax planning strategies that a lot of you could utilize right now without even hiring a firm like ours. But there's things that you have to do to realize those savings. So if you come in the last, we had a, we'll get a lot of people in December that say, hey, can you do tax planning? And the answer is very basic tax planning because there's things that you have to do to realize the savings. Right. Okay. Perfect. So great way to end that segment. And let's talk about questions, Kels. We got a bunch. Yeah. Um, so some of them are comments, um, just getting the feel for where our listeners are with their accounting. Um, but we do have some questions from Marsha. Uh, such a great show. Thank you. Do you have a favorite inventory tracking software? It depends on your stage of your business. Um, if you're at 10 million and you're gonna push, it depends on, on your growth as well that you're aiming at. If you're at 10 million, I would probably be looking at Deer from Sin7. Um, Zoho rolled out a pretty cool inventory management system. We see kind of the middle market falling out of software solutions. Zero just acquired uh, Locate and then they shut the business down, like just basically stranded all their users. So there's a lot of options. I would say that it's good to to have a consulting company. We work with a group called Clarinity that uh, does some consulting for inventory tracking and in particular to evaluate where you're at in the business, but it's a very complex thing. Yeah, uh, just a, a note, uh, and I, I wanna make sure I'm very transparent here. Uh, I have a partnership with Afalabi over at Honu and he's got a system, an inventory management system and strategy that is, uh, I think it's fantastic, but I'm a little biased when it comes to it. Uh, you could always reach out to him as well. Um, anyways, and if it's just strictly um, getting to understand your inventory and plugging and you know, just a plug and play, uh, so stocked is part That's of our right. back end. So stocked is very inexpensive. Yeah, and, we like that. Uh, yeah, and I would check that out as well, Marsha. Okay. Uh, great. So here are some of the comments about uh, taxes and inventory um, from uh, Classy Wino. I'm approaching 500k in annual revenue, and the only numbers I know is what Helium 10 profit tells me. Um, another one from Andrew, my accountant, uh, no names, promise the world, uh, charges a fortune, uh, doesn't de doesn't deliver. Again, from Classy Wino. I don't have software, but I do have a very patient woman that does my tax returns. <laughs> And uh, let me see, uh, from Coolhand99, my accounting is in shambles for sure. It's not good, not doing a ton of revenue yet, but I need to get my accounting in order before I start really scaling. So any uh, comments around those comments, I guess? Yeah, on this last one, it's 
it is, it's that complex balance of knowing when you need to make sure that everything's in order. I would say as much as you can track things accurately from the beginning, the better. Because what happens is if you get into like book cleanup, you know, just maybe you grow the business to 3 million and an aggregator reaches out, you weren't even planning on selling. They're like, we want to buy your business. Book cleanup's expensive. We had a company last year, $12 million company. And they went us to do book cleanup and it was going to be $40,000. Yeah. And they just freaked out and said, we're not paying you $40,000. And we said, fine, like go keep, go doing accounting. Um, so yeah, it's, um, there are some tools out there that are good. QuickBooks has a lot of free like videos you can watch on YouTube, but my advice would be don't try to become an accountant because you're not going to be people go to school. The gap principles and the IRS standards are very rigid. And as you move up in entity types, like if you elect as an S corp or C corp and the government audits you, they're not going to give you three months to provide books. Like you will have moments to give them actual profit loss statements and balance sheets that are accurate. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, from Eric, uh, for me, quarterly tax estimates are the biggest challenge. I started and haven't made a prop, haven't made profit yet. How do you forecast those when you first start? Do you still need to send something in? Um, after your first year of operation, if you've made over a certain amount of money, the IRS expects you to pay a quarterly estimated tax payment in your first year, you're good to go. And in the second year, it, it's challenging because the, the calculations that a firm has to do to be able to come up with accurate numbers, um, it, it takes time. And so you could, you can, you can make estimated payments when you, when you submit your taxes every year, they'll tell you what they think your estimated payment should be in the following year. But if they're off by too much, you actually get penalized. So a little bit of a challenge there, like you said, um, there are firms that we help our clients do estimated quarterly tax, like we do projections at the end of the year. And then for our clients that we do quarterly tax planning with, we reevaluate those projections every quarter to make sure that the number is right. All right. Okay, great. And our last question, uh, this is from Yanni. Uh, from our Facebook group, uh, in a Mike Tyson voice, uh, since Norm is Canadian, do you provide tax services for foreigners as well? Yes, we work with people all over the world, Dubai, Puerto Rico, as long as you have a US-based business, we don't understand um, taxes, VAT, and some of those things, but we've got great partners. Actually, the introduction to Norm came from uh, Nick Pinov at Hello Tax, and so we've got great partners if you need help in any country around the world. But we do accounting, bookkeeping, tax, sales tax, individual and business filings, tax planning for anyone that has a U.S. business. And hello, Nick, if you're listening. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one more question. Just snuck in from Coolhand99. Uh, how much revenue do you need to have before you need to pay taxes? As soon as you have revenue, the government expects you to, to pay that. It depends on what kind of business type you have. If you have an LLC, it flows through to you on a Schedule C to your tax return, your 1040 tax return. And so they're expecting you to report and pay taxes. But you, I mean, in your beginning stages, if, you've, if you don't have a lot of revenue, you're going to be able to offset that with expenses that you can find for the business deductions that you can take and so forth. So you should be able to zero out that tax bill. Okay, I think that's it, Kels. That is. All okay. right, so before we get to the Wheel of Kelsey, first of all, if you are interested in a consult with Jason, he's going to go through your company, go through your books quickly, and give you some information to see where you're at. Um, that's hashtag Wheel of Kelsey, tag two people, and you'll be able to enter twice. So in about 30 seconds, we're going to shut that off. Um, okay, Jason, 
where can people contact you? Yeah, LinkedIn. If you guys want to drop my my uh, email address, that's the really the easiest way to get a hold mm-hmm. of me is LinkedIn or or email. And then you can always go to the site and fill out a form if you have some questions. And the name of the company? Ecom CPA is the name of the company. All right, very good. So, uh, Kels, let's go to the word from a word from our last sponsor, and then over to the wheel. All right. Just give me one second. And here we go. This episode is brought to you by Clear. A big thank you to our sponsor, Startup Club, the largest club on Clubhouse with over 790,000 members and growing. They're one of the world's largest communities supporting the startup ecosystem from founders to those wishing to work for a startup and everything in between. You can find them at www.startup.com dot club for blogs recordings and a calendar of upcoming shows and on the clubhouse app just search startup club for daily shows 24 7 you can also now listen to their show the serial entrepreneur club podcast on apple and spotify too stop by to connect learn and grow together all right so you might want to adjust your volume uh, it, this comes out pretty loud, as everybody knows, but uh, here we go. Let's experience right. the wheel. Here's the wheel of Kelsey. It's time for the wheel of Kelsey. Okay, and I did drop uh, Jason's email in the comment section, so if you haven't checked that, just you can go there. We also added... Um, Jason's Calendly, Calendly link, uh, which is for like a 15 minute um, free uh, strategy session and consultation. Um, this is different from the Wheel of Kelsey prize, obviously. Um, Wheel of Kelsey prize is gonna be a little bit more in depth, but if you are the winner of today's giveaway, please email me k at lunchwithnorm.com and let's see who today's winner is. All right, Chuck. Oh, Chuck got it. All right, fantastic. All right, congratulations. Again, email me k at lunchwithnorm.com to get your prize and we'll connect you with Jason. And uh, again, we do have his, uh, Jason's email here. Um, You can contact it, contact him here as well as the uh, strategy call. Uh, All those links are in the uh, comments. All right. Okay, Jason. Thank you for coming on. You're off the hook now. Awesome. Fun. Thank you. All right. We'll see you later. Okay, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, I think it was uh, it was great. Uh, we tried not to make it dry. We tried to make it entertaining for you. So um, anyways, check it out. Make sure you get some of these things in place. Reach out. There's a good place to spend money and there's, you know, there's other places you can do it yourself. But I would definitely try to make sure that you're getting things done properly from the start. Um, You don't have to go crazy with it, but you definitely want to make sure that your books are set up properly. And that's going to cost you some money. And then you can grow and grow and grow just like Jason was talking about. Anyways, um, one last thing, anybody who's still listening, the trash, my product got a question for you. Kelsey's going to post it, post it in the group. Do you want a whole episode? So we might have two or three 
people that we would come on and we would um, do an episode on Trash My Product? Or do you want to have an episode like this one where we tie it down to half hour or 45 minutes and then come in and do a Trash My Product for 15 or 20 minutes? Let us know what you think. Um, we're just trying to make make it really entertaining for you and something that's very informative for everybody. Okay, that's it. Kels, what do you got? All right, so if you are interested in uh, being on our Trash My Product uh, segment, you can email me k at lunchwithnorm.com and just put the subject title as trash just so I can sort them and it's uh, easier for me to uh, get everyone's information and update everyone. And so, yeah, let us know if you want, would also like it as a whole episode or just as like a, a 20, 30 minute bit at the end of an episode um, that would just help us get direction. But anyways, um, we'll be posting that in the Facebook group, uh, which if you're not a part of, make sure you get in there. Lunch with Norm, Amazon FBA and e-commerce collective. Um, yeah, we've got some great discussions happening there right now. Um, feel free to debate. Um, just always make sure, you know, you're kind to one of another. Um, we don't <laughs> want any name calling or anything. It's okay. Oh. It's okay to disagree. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, uh, smash those like buttons. Give us a thumbs up. We do this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If you do have uh, comments, questions, uh, you can always email me, k at lunchwithnorm.com. Um, I should mention, as I said in the beginning of the episode, we do have a Q&A episode with Norm. We're doing a solo episode. We heard that you guys wanted more Q&A episodes. So this is happening on Friday. We listen to you. So Friday, um, get your questions in. Again, you can email me, k at lunch with Norm with your question. Just maybe put Q&A in the subject. That would help me sort them. Uh, we're also going to be posting uh, a post in the Facebook group uh, where you can post your questions and we'll take those and add them to the Q&A section or the episode uh, so we don't miss out. And it looks like we got a whole bunch of whole episodes coming in. So that sounds good. Um, it looks like that's pretty. We got a little trash can too. I didn't even know that was an emoji. But uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, great. Um, I think that's it. And uh, Monday we have Matt Altman coming on. Uh, we also have... You, if you don't know Matt, he will blow you away. Well... Also Wednesday we have Gower, uh, oh. so that's oh. another big one. So we got a we got a big big lineup next week, along with the Q and A at the end to round it out. So uh, make sure you tune in. Okay, very good. So listen to us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. If you can make it live, great. If you can't, you can always pick us up on social media, or you can go to YouTube or download the podcast. Uh, the community's awesome, as we could tell just by this show. I mean, you guys love to, you know, be engaged. We love the engagement side of things. If you're not part of our community, please join our uh, lunch with Norm, the FBA and Amazon collect. Is it collective or? Yeah, yeah, almost got it. <laughs> what is it? What's the last part? The Amazon FBA and e-commerce collective. So there we go. There we go. I was close. No, but anyways, join it and uh, take part. We've got like over, I think it was 75, 80% engagement in there. So it's really cool group. Uh, we've got lots of experts and you'll learn a ton if you ask the questions. So participate. That's it. Thank you for being part of the uh, show today. Thank you for being part of the community. We could not do this without you. And we will see you when? Monday. Monday. Lunch with the, lunch with the, lunch with the, lunch with the.